Generating traffic and sales can be a challenge for online merchants. But selling on the Walmart marketplace puts your products in front of millions of customers who shop on walmart.com. And right now, sellers who join Walmart Marketplace can save up to 50% on referral and fulfillment fees for the first 90 days. So get started today. Head over to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Welcome to E-Commerce Conversations, a weekly podcast focusing on e-commerce topics featuring interviews with prominent people in the e-commerce space. For Practical E-Commerce, I'm contributing editor Kevin Patrick Allen. The merchant account business, including credit card processing, is very confusing for small merchants. Many of them use the merchant account and payment gateway providers with their hosted solution. Some of those rates and fixed fees are terrible. And with PCI, payment card industry rules in effect, some merchant account providers impose unilateral PCI compliance fees on merchants when those merchants are too small for PCI compliance. Enter TransFS. It's a comparison shopping website for credit card processing. Sean Harper is the company's CEO and co-founder. He joins us for e-commerce conversations. First of all, Sean, thank you very much for your time. No problem. Virtually every e-commerce merchant accepts some type of credit card payments, but for a lot of these uh, smaller merchants, the entire credit card processing business is pretty confusing. Why do you think that is? Well, I don't even know if it's only for small merchants that it's confusing. There, it's I think it's confusing for everybody. Um, and I think one reason is the way that the credit card processing companies market themselves. Uh, it's In many cases, it's really convoluted where one group or one company is the manufacturer of the product. You could, you know, First Data would be an example of that. And then it's oftentimes marketed by sort of a bunch of affiliates and not affiliates in the internet sense, but you know brokers and uh, subcontractors and resellers who are the people that actually put their name on on the statement and sort of put themselves out into the market as a credit card processor. So Visa, for example, has about nine hundred registered independent sales organizations, which independent sales organization is sort of the the technical term for for a company that that markets and sells credit card processing services. So I think that's one reason. And then the other is, you know, over time, uh, Visa and MasterCard have tried to, uh, you know, in a really rational economic way, charge different rates for different kinds of transactions. So a debit card transaction, for example, is, is cheaper on a wholesale basis. The interchange rate is lower than uh, a credit card, which is lower than a rewards card. And there's, there's rationale for that, for, you know, rewards cards. Someone has to pay for the rewards that are going to the consumers. But as a result of charging all those different rates for different kinds of transactions, the, the number of different kinds of rates has, has just exploded over time. And so I, I think it's those two uh, that, that contribute most to the confusion. So you've touched on some of the key players, and, and they have different rates. What are some of the typical fees that they charge? Well, there are a lot of different ways that 
companies can be charged for their credit card processing. Uh, There's sort of a bundled rate where it's all grouped into a, a qualified rate category, and that's usually sort of the advertised rate. And then a certain number of the transactions, sometimes a very large proportion of them, depending on what sort of deal you have, will be uh, charged a different rate, a non-qualified or a, or a mid-qualified. Uh, so that, that's that's one way that the rates are set. And then the other is there, there's interchange plus pricing where uh, it's a little bit more clear how much of the charge is going to Visa and MasterCard, which they then pass on to the credit card issuers, and how much is actually going into the pocket of the credit card processor to cover their costs and to generate their profit. So it's it's really, really hard because of all these different billing formats to actually compare between one processor and another. So it sounds like all of us agree that it's 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 a mess, more or less. I mean, it's very confusing. So tell us, how do your services help the e-commerce merchant sort through all of it? So we do two things. The first is we provide an online, or I should say we do three things now. The first is we provide uh, an online marketplace, similar to what you'd find at LendingTree, for mortgages or at Kayak for airplane tickets, where you can enter a little bit of information about yourself and then examine on your own time without any pressure from salespeople uh, a number of binding bids from high-quality credit card processors that are all quoted on an apples-to-apples basis, which is is important. They're all quoting the same billing format, the same... uh, I guess, sort of rate categories. So it's easy to compare between the two. The second thing that we do is we have software that in the cases where maybe you your old processor didn't, didn't uh, charge you in sort of a rational way and you had maybe a, a confusing statement, we have software that maps uh, the different billing categories and can help you compare uh, rate, help you compare credit card processing deals that otherwise wouldn't be comparable to each other on an apples-to-apples basis. The third thing, which we just launched, is mm-hmm. we have the, the credit card processing directory, which is at transinvest.com slash directory slash credit card processing with dashes between the credit card processing, um, which is just a list. It's sort of the Yelp of credit card processors. And so over time, we'll, we'll be able to populate that with reviews and user experiences and and make it a little bit more clear how the services offered by all of these firms relate to one another. How many different merchant account providers are participating right now? In the directory, we have all of them, so it's about 900. In the marketplace, we have eight right now. And some of them are more active than others, and we're adding them pretty quickly. We're adding, I, I guess, for the last few months, we've been adding one, one or two every month. How does uh, TransFS make money in, in all of this? Uh, so our value proposition to the credit card processors is that <clears throat> they actually don't benefit from the confusing situation either it, because it drives up their sales costs because their salespeople go nuts trying to explain this to everyone and, and all the customers have become very skeptical after, after years of being confused. And so it's very typical for a credit card processor to pay between 30 I'd say between a third and half of their total revenue out to sales costs. They're going to salespeople and, and uh, brokers and all of that. And so what we do is we charge them a commission that's a lot lower. It's about a tenth of what they're used to paying for distributing this kind of product. 
and and they're happy to pay it. Now, the the one thing I should note is that you know we do charge them a lot less than the the status quo ways they have of distributing the product. But sort of the quid pro quo that we demand from them is that they pass a lot of that savings on to the customer, hmm. which is good for us because you can actually get deals on TransFS that you couldn't get otherwise if you just called up the processor because you know, because the sales costs are lower. Interesting. Well, tell us a little bit uh, now about TransFS. I mean, when was it founded? Where is it located? Who owns it? Yeah, sure. It's We're, we're located in Chicago. And we started it, I guess, in uh, the beginning of 2008. It was originally a business school project at the University of Chicago Graduate School of Business. And uh, the three of us, Eric, Josh, and I were students there at the time. And uh, we spent, I guess, most of 2008 developing the software. We launched officially uh, the spring of 2009 at the Finnovate Conference in San Francisco. And... uh, you know, we've been working on making it better ever since. Uh, Sean, you know that uh, most of our listeners and our raiders are these small e-commerce merchants, and they're looking for insights. They're looking for tips on on how to grow their business. Anything else that you would direct at them uh, regarding your business and and the kinds of issues they may be dealing with? You know, I I have two really good pieces of advice for people that are shopping for credit card processing. So, so maybe that'll fit the bill. The first is make sure that whatever rates you're being quoted are being quoted on an interchange plus basis. There, you can Google that and get a lot of information about what it is, but it's sort of the code word for getting a decent deal. And then the other is uh, it's it really isn't marked anymore to have a cancellation fee, and and it redu- it increase having a cancellation fee really puts the consumer or the business owner in a really disadvantageous position because if they if they become unhappy with the deal, it, it makes it hard for them to switch. But those are my two bits of advice. Great, great. John, thank you very much for your time. Yeah, no problem. Thank you very much. That's all the time we have for this week's e-commerce conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. Please tune in next week for another new episode.